Ode to a Lost Explorer. This is a fictional travel blog through the procedurally generated universe of No Man's Sky. All content within this audiobook is copyright 2016-2018 Andreas Constantine. All related No Man's Sky logos and or information included in this novelization are owned by Hello Games. Welcome, interlopers, to the fictitious podcast novelization through the procedurally generated universe of No Man's Sky. Chapter 13. So, it is decreed. So much had happened. So fast. There had been no time to process it all. I stood still, allowing myself a moment to reflect and focus on my position and all the other players. The crew were positioned at different stations across the bridge, monitoring repairs on the freighter and awaiting further orders. The chief and I had left the central navigation console and walked up the small flight of stairs to an observation window overlooking the landing bay below. The two Viking were standing alongside their ships loading big rifles with ammunition. Around their waist, I noticed two holsters. One held a pistol, and the other a strange alien multi-tool weapon, the head of which looked as though it consisted of sharp teeth. They were dressed in heavy battle gear. Listen, the chief said, grabbing my arm. When Viking come, you said get your slaves. I turned to him, startled by what I was hearing. You can't be serious. Very serious. No other way. Viking kill all Gek if you not say so. Sworn enemy since time of Gek first spawn. When Gek ruled galaxy. We're not a force spawn. Firstborn very bad Gek. Cause great destruction to others. Much has changed. But one thing's certain. My king, not forget. Gek ruling the galaxy? How was that even possible? The chief and Kayla were traitors, not murderers. As far as the Gek causing harm and destruction to others, I found it hard to imagine this cute race of little folk would ever want to harm anyone. But the chief said they once did, so there might be some truth in his story. A sense of dread filled the bridge. All Gek had turned in my direction, focusing solely on me. I felt very uncomfortable. The chief and I watched as the Viking made their way up the landing bay stairs. The chief turned back to look up at me, his face filled with terror. You're a traveler. Viking not hurt you. In written saga of the Viking, it is said word for word. The noble travelers will be spared. The journey through the cosmos shall not be thwarted. So is decreed. The will of Hulk, the great commands it. But you must be strong. If Vikings sense weakness, they not show mercy. Challenge them as captain of Freyder. Shogat are your slaves. Challenge them how? And who is Herc? The chief answered. 
Will Dutton Roads show no fear? If traveler has too strong chief, show strong and control over poor foolish gag. Then with words tell that Herc decreed so. Herc great Viking leader. And give gift, show strength and gratitude for Vikings saving freighter with pitiful crew of gags. The chief led me back to his central navigation console. Right here. There were storage containers positioned in different areas of the bridge. He opened one and removed a small metallic box and brought it back to me. Here. This gift you give to Vikin. He opened the box. Inside was a dagger with a simple cross handle and a strange blade banded in burnished gray and white. The ending continued in bands, but changed to red at the blade's tip as if it had been dipped in blood. Important ceremonial weapon, respectable vacuum, and given as gift to honor, courage, and boldness. I looked at the blade and said, What if they don't accept the gift and refuse my gratitude? Are too vain to refuse. They live and die for battle and honor. They not refuse, the chief said. I took the box from the chief's trembling hands. One more time. Prove this only a little. We'll help you sound braver. More vacuum. From a concealed compartment, he took out a strange-looking mask. Grog, Haskas. Increased lung size. You sound vacuum and learn respect. He placed the odd-looking grog mask over my face. Inhale a little. I felt my lungs open like a balloon. Quickly, the chief pulled it off and placed it back in the concealed compartment. Enough. Too much and traveler go cuckoo crazy. I tried to speak. My voice sounded profuse and angry, brash and rough. I looked at the chief, hoping for answers. Good, but not forget, show no fear, only strength. Chief not speak again till Viking gone, he said, and made a nervous croaking sound. The chief fell silent as the Viking appeared on the bridge from above, their menacing rifles pointing down at us. The chief and his crew had cowered down, frozen in fear. For some strange reason, I felt no fear and remained where I was, looking up at them, almost challenging the Viking with my glare. Welcome, brave warriors, I called out, surprised by my own brashness. I am a traveler, and the captain of this fine but battered freighter. Foolish Gek are my slave crew. I saw their little eyes wandering around the bridge. It is truly an honor to have you on my freighter. Come, approach, so I might offer you tribute and reward. Seeing me and hearing the confidence in my voice seemed to diminish their assault. They walked down the stairs and approached the navigational console, weapons slightly lowered, but their fingers still on the trigger. Standing ahead over mine, I could see why the Gek feared them. Though humanoid in stature, they were large and repugnant, particularly their huge, ugly heads, protruding jaws, which extended forward over their large, hunched body. 
Their skin was thick and scaly, and generally tinged green. Parts of their head had what looked like plates or shells covering the skin, with dents, wounds, and hollows, possibly battle scars. It wasn't clear if it was part of their metabolism or face armor. The one to my right had four horns which pointed up from its cheeks and temples, almost broken, with a centered shell colored red covering its upper lip to the lower forehead. The other had no horns, but its jaw consisted of two long tentacles and a blue face shell, which had covered areas of the face and the upper forehead. For a moment, I contemplated if the tentacles represented a gender difference, but once more, it was pure speculation. I had no idea if they were male or female or neither. Their faces closed on mine. A foul smell emanated from their heavy breathing, most likely vile exhaled from their innards. The ones with horns spoke first, their nostrils juttering. I turned to look at the other Viking with the tentacles. It not no language, but say you, pathetic interloper. They both laughed, sounding more like a pair of dogs growling and barking in excitement over an expectant meal. I ignored the provocation and extended my arms while holding the gift with both my hands. They both stopped to look at the dagger and then at me. Traveler and captain of freighter with pitiful Gek slave crew wishes to thank and honor Viking warriors with the ceremonial blade, I said. My hands remained steady as the tentacle-faced Viking took the dagger and spoke. Give us the... Or we kill Gek, crew, and take Freighter. What? I obviously missed something the Viking did not translate. I could see the chief beside me, agitated. He was about to speak. I struck him. Silence, pathetic Gek. Dare to speak again in the presence of these honorable warriors, and I will throw you out the nearest airlock. Both of the Viking left. But then Tentacle Face, I decided to give them names, grew grim and spoke. Rolfing Hell Command demands ancient Atlas Stone Warrior hand over to us. I stood my position. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no ancient Atlas Stone Warrior on this freighter. Snarling, Hornface shouted threateningly. I did not need to have it translated to know they were threatening to kill us. I lifted my hand to stop them and said, Listen carefully and with respect to the words of the Saga of the Viking. I paused to remember the exact words the chief had said. Herc spoke, the noble travelers will be spared. Their journey through the cosmos shall not be thwarted. So it is decreed. The will of Herc and the Great commands it. They both froze. Even Hornface understood what I had just said. They growled, exchanging angry words in Viking amongst themselves. Tentacle Face spoke first. Give us the girl, and you free to go, will not harm Traveler. But Arya is a Traveler as well, like me, I insisted. No, Tentacle Face shouted. Not Traveler, girl is abomination. She is ancient beast, worships oppressive false god, Atlas and its army of Aarons, its sentinels. Hornface cried out. 
I turned to Tentacleface, who translated, Girl, ancient beast, sacrifice the beast, blood for Herc. We search ship, you come with us now. But Hornface seemed fixated with something and did not follow us. We turned to look. He shouted. Tentacle Face replied, The enemy has come. Death has come. Sentinel army here. Looking out from the bridge's panoramic windows, another freighter had appeared on our bow. Undeterred, the chief spoke for the first time since the Viking had arrived on the bridge. Sentinel Starship Carol. I looked back, only to see the Viking were gone. Are you a No Man's Sky fan, player, enthusiast, or just a fan of space fiction? Well, please enjoy this audiobook now. Subscribe to the channel or visit the actual novelization written by Andres Constantine at ode to a lost explorer.wordpress.com. Until the next time, keep exploring, interlopers. <laughs>